Okay, so I have a really cool analogy today. I really believe this sport is transferable over into our lives and our business lives. And so I want to sort of walk you through this picture and this experience of show jumping. Show jumping to me is the most beautiful sport there is. I'm borderline obsessed. My oldest daughter is a show jumper. My youngest is begging me to be a show jumper. So it is definitely part of our family as well, but I absolutely love watching the sport, experiencing the sport, being around the sport. It's just an absolute beautiful experience, especially when you understand it. And so there's so much about a horseback rider or an equestrian, especially a competitive rider that really we can transfer into our personal lives. And I think I'd love just to walk you through today so you better understand the sport, but also can think about these, you know, strategies and tactics that they use that you can then apply into your life. I think sometimes when we can attach something to a story or a visual, it really helps to form a habit and keep a habit and remind us. So how do you become a competitive show jumper? It's truly just more hours in the saddle. It's grit. It is practice. The more you sit in the saddle, the more you practice, the better you become. And that is really a separator of people who become competitive and great horseback riders versus some that just do it as a hobby. And you can see this in business, can't you? The ones that kind of show up or show up when they feel like it versus the ones that show up every single day, whether they feel like it or not. And my oldest daughter was such a great example of this in my life in a period where I did feel a little uninspired in my life. I felt a little uninspired in my business. I'd been doing it for a long time. And I would watch her go to the barn to ride her horse on the coldest of days on days where she really wasn't feeling well or a day she had a horrible day at school with a friend. It didn't matter what her experience was. She still went to the barn and showed up. And I just appreciate that example in my life from my young, young daughter at the time. She really was someone who inspired me and taught me that it's not about doing it when you feel like it. It's about doing it consistently and constantly to get the practice to become great. And so I have to always thank her for that because she really is one of the most tenacious people I know. The other really interesting thing about riding is when you go to the barn, it's likely you're going to be kicked, bit, thrown off, stepped on. There are lots of things can happen that hurt <laughs> while you're doing this sport. You're dealing with a really big animal. And I always found it so awe-inspiring that you would hurt yourself. So my daughter's actually really broken herself twice, big breaks and still went to the barn. She even went to the barn when she had casts on to be around her horse. And I thought, wow, again, what a beautiful example and evidence to me if, it, again, it's not about what the circumstances or whether it's working for you or not for you, whether it hurts, whether you're pushing that business up the mountain right now and it just feels like you're getting no traction, you still show up. And I just admire that so much about horsey girls and horsey guys. <laughs> I don't want to leave you guys out, but my experience, horsey girls, they make incredible, tenacious, gritty human beings because it's true. They get bit, kicked and hit and thrown off, but they still have to show up the next day to feed the horse and groom the horse and make sure it has water and look after it. And I just think that teaches such beautiful life lessons that we should apply in all areas of our life. Hey, hey, yeah, just, just one second. I just need your attention. Yeah, you. I'm talking to you because I need your ears perked up a little bit, okay? So here we are. 
Two years ago, I am a very successful businesswoman and I am living the dream life according to what society tells us. I'm traveling, I have financial freedom, I have time freedom, all the freedoms that people are seeking. I'm truly living and immersed myself in. However, I couldn't hush the whisper that turned into a loud voice telling me that I was created for more. And I lived in this lie that in order to do more, I had to choose. And here's the beautiful, real truth. You don't have to choose. And that's why I designed this beautiful program, VIP Icons, because my whole mission is to show successful entrepreneurs that you can add spokes to the wheel without hurting one or the other. And as a matter of fact, the more spokes you add that are complementary and make that wheel whole, the more whole you will be. So if you are who I was two years ago, where you're having these tugs and sort of intuition for more, but you're not sure how to do that, come out on the skinny branch with me. Allow me to help you, guide you, give you that accountability, the community, the experts, all the resources you need to build this incredible personal brand that will leave a legacy for a lifetime. Go check it out. It's www.jenspiegel.com. And I know I got to spell that last name. It's funky. So it's Jen with one N, S, Z or Z, P, I, G, I, E, L. So jenspiegel.com, click on VIP icons and apply. I am very particular about who can join this group. I only have a few spots left and it is for a full year with me. So we have to be in alignment with each other. Apply, let's have a conversation and see if this is a good fit for you. I personally would be shocked if this wouldn't fit every single need, desire, and sort of question and answer that you have. I'll see you over there. Now, let me tell you a little bit about what happens when you actually get to the show ring. So there's all this background work. It's kind of like that picture of the iceberg where you don't see all the work that goes into actually getting into a competition. I mean, it is intense. It is lots of hours, lots of time, lots of repetition, lots of failure, lots of falling off for that one moment of going in the ring and hoping for a beautiful round. So when you're about to go in the ring, there's a couple of things a rider has to think about. They have to know their course. So what does the course look like? Where do they need to go? What lines are they going to take? Meaning, are they going to bend a little bit, take a bit of a longer route, or are they going to shoot and go straight into it? And again, I think of this so much like business. We need to have a plan. We need to have a course. And we need to know where we need to lean in a little bit more to learn, to grow, to expand, and maybe some places where we can just go straight to the jump because we are so, you know, excited at that one thing. We don't need to lean into it. We just need to do it. We need to own our greatness and our strength there. And so that's very similar to what a rider on the back of a horse is thinking as they're entering that ring. So think about that. Do you know your course? Do you know which way to go next? Do you know the speed, the stamina you're going to need? It's so important to have a plan, a plan of action, and to know it inside out and backwards, be able to rehearse it over and over and over again in your head. Because the worst thing that could happen is you go into that ring and you forget your course and you 
you don't know where you're supposed to go next once you've gone over a jump. They actually get excused from the ring. You have to leave because you're just there going, I don't know where to go. And think about how many business people do that, right? They just get an idea and it can be an exceptional, wonderful idea. And they make the first step and they have a little bit of success, but they haven't made a plan. They don't know the progression or where to go or what the next steps are, or where what the next thing should be. And they end up getting a little bit lost. And when that happens, all that momentum you've built, it falls back quickly and you may be excused from the ring. You may be excused from the online space because you just can't keep up because you haven't been thinking ahead. Another really interesting sort of transferable strategy in horseback riding and when they're in their round is the striding and pace. There's different striding between each jump. Do they need to take this horse, take three strides or four strides? And do you have to kind of shorten their stride? Meaning, do they have to slow down a little bit or do you need to speed them up to extend their stride? And isn't this a lot like business and life too, where sometimes we need to be extending ourselves a little bit for that next goal. We need to push ourselves and maybe that feels a little bit tough, exhausting. We're like, oh, we're really pushing ourselves and our energy. And then there's times where we just need to really like hold the reins and pull ourselves back and just keep in the zone and stay the pace and stay the course. And I think of this so much in my business, you know, in that ebb and flow and those seasons where I really need to push myself to that next jump. And then times where I need to really gather myself and sit in the moment and be patient for the next jump. I look at riders and I just think of all these things in my life that I I know are going on in their minds that I need to apply in all things. And here's the last piece that if you've never watched show jumping, you'll start to watch it and you'll be like, oh my goodness, I remember when Jen said this. It's something that, you know, it happens often is when you go into the show ring, the whole point is time and clear, meaning don't knock over any jumps or poles on the jumps and do it in a certain amount of time. So let's talk about being clear, not touching those jumps, getting over them and not knocking them over. Now, when you knock a jump over or you knock a rail down, you don't quit. The rider doesn't go, oh man, that's it. We've got a rail down. We've got four faults. You know what? We should just leave now. It's it's just pointless. They don't do that. There's a And there's a couple of reasons why they don't do it. Let me explain. First one is you don't know what the next rider is going to do or how they're going to perform. And you have a job to do. You've committed to this course. So stick the course, stay the course. You don't get to quit because you had one little oops-a-daisy. And the second thing is the horse sometimes loses confidence when they knock down a rail. For them, it stuns them a little bit like, oh, I'm not supposed to do that. Or I don't like doing that. I don't like how that feels. And so we need to keep them going. The rider needs to keep them going to get their confidence back up. Isn't that like us? We start these businesses, we're going over the course and we knock down a rail. So we have a little bit of a failure or a flop or something doesn't go as planned. These things are going to happen, but we don't throw the whole course away. We don't leave the ring because of one incidental. We learn from it. What did we do? Did we go too fast into that jump? Did we need to pull back and gather ourselves? Was there something? Did we not go straight? Did we sort of wander a little bit too much? There's so much you need to think about to learn from for the next jump. And the next jump is in front of you. That next goal is in front of you. You don't give up on the next goal because this one had a little bit of a funk in it. Like you just don't. You keep going. And you'll also notice, and this is what I'm going back to, what I started with is the last jump of the course. 
how many times the horse knocks down the last jump of the course. They have a beautiful round. The time is right. There's no rails down. People are sitting on pins and needles ready to applaud and praise and wow, clear round, way to go. It's amazing. And they get to that last jump and the rider gets a little sloppy and they let the horse go just a little bit too much or hold them back just a little bit too much. They're just interfering with the flow a little too much and that very last rail gets knocked down. It's so disappointing. You're like, no, it was such a good round. But most of the time, not all of the time, most of the time, it's the rider's fault. They interfered. They got a little too excited or they anticipated just a little too much that they prevented the flow. They prevented the finish because they got in their own way. And that happens all the time in life and business as well. It happens in relationships. It happens so often where people are getting momentum. They're in abundance. Things are happening. All those goals you had set for yourself, they're there. You can hold them and grasp them and celebrate them. But there's more. There's more in front of you. You're not done yet. So don't celebrate before you're finished. And truth be told, where it's a little different, than a show jumping ring. Is the course ever really finished? No, right? You go into the next round and the next round and the next round as a better rider, a better navigator. You've learned lessons. You want that clear round. You want to do it in the right time. You want to have the right pace. All these things are things we want in our business and life. And so I challenge you, go on to your sporting channel. You can look this up on YouTube. It's probably the easiest way. And watch a round of show jumping. Watch how graceful and beautiful it is. It's such a quiet sport, but there is so much going on in the quiet and so much for us to learn through the tenacity, grit, and willingness of both the rider and the horse and how transferable so many things in sports are into our life and business. I mean, these competitors, no matter what sport it is, did not get there without wanting to work out more than they wanted to sleep, without looking after their nutrition and their energy and their health more than they wanted to party, without wanting to practice and getting hurt and picking themselves back up and healing and doing better. Why aren't we more like that in our businesses? Let's treat it more like a sport. Let's get on the back of a horse in the saddle and ride the course and know the course and make sure we celebrate every moment, but at the same time, not take any moments for granted, to not get comfortable comfortable in success because there's always another jump. There's always another obstacle and there's always another goal. I hope that this opened your eyes to maybe just a new sport. And maybe if you know this sport, you're smiling from ear to ear because you know what I'm talking about and you know how transferable this is. I just wanted to record something because this is a part of me. Horseback riding and show jumping is very much a part of my life. I love everything about it. It brings me so much joy and I get, see, I'm going to get emotional. I get so emotional over it because of the partnership that happens between a rider and a horse. This 1400 pound animal that is feeling your energy. They know when you're nervous. They know when you're happy. They know when you're sad. There's, there's such an energetic exchange and also the trust and partnership that comes between a human and an animal. The horse sometimes has to pick up the pieces, but then sometimes you as the person have to pick up the pieces for the horse and the strategy and how intricate it can really be. It's just an incredible, incredible gift. I absolutely love it. And I wanted to share this because there's summers where I watched this and I thought so many times people need to know about this. People need to see 
seen how incredibly attached we are to people who compete in sports and how many things we can learn from watching these types of sports and apply into our lives. And I hope it did that for you today. I really do. I'd love to share. I'd love to know. And if you're a horsey girl listening in, you may think, wow, she has to learn a thing or two because I am definitely a spectator. I rode horses when I was younger. I don't do it now. So I'm definitely a spectator. I'm sure you could do this in an even more profound way, but I want you to know I am cheering all of you on and I love what you do. And if I'm born again, it should be a country girl with some boots and jeans and a best friend who's a horse. That'd be my dream. (laughs) I thank you so much for your time always. And I hope this made sense for you and gave you a little something to think about. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you know how grateful I am. My heart is here to serve and build a beautiful community. And in that, I do want to mention something that's very important and exciting. I have a new freebie over at the website. Okay. So our website is jenspiegel.com. Shoot over there, pick up your new freebie. It is a 14 day launch strategy. This launch strategy has been used by hundreds of people. And I'll let you know a hundred times over, it has been uber successful because it is very succinct, concrete, and systematic on how to get out your new program, your new podcast. Maybe you're launching a new business. It does not matter what it is. Any launch needs a strategy. And so I am giving this to you for free. Shoot over to the website, download it. I promise you it will make the world of difference in terms of sales, promotion, engagement, excitement over that next launch you have. I'm so excited to gift it to you because I only ever gave this to my VIP clients, but I knew it was just another way I could give back to this beautiful community we're building. So let me know what you think of it. Please, if you feel so inclined, leave a review today, shoot me off a message in the DM, share the podcast. It is the best way to continue building this community of beautiful people. And I just want to wish you a great day. But in fact, icons, why don't we go make it a great day? Mwah.